Culture Shift continues now. We're going to go to uh, an exhibit of American paintings now on display at Oakland University. But so much what's shown in the paintings, there's a lot that's missing from them as well. 40 works of art from a turbulent era in American history, 1840 to 19, I'm sorry, 1850 to 1940, show the lives of privileged society, often neglecting major social issues of the time, like the Civil War, the waves of immigration at Ellis Island, and industrialization. Notably absent are people of color, immigrants, and the working class. Tomorrow at Oakland University, Professor of History Roy Finkenbein will talk about how to view the art of decades past with a more critical eye. American art as a profession, as a a cultural element, was sponsored by a number of patrons who provided these artists the opportunity to do their work. Much of the art, as much of the art from that period more broadly, has to do with a very positive picture of a rising America, of American progress, of the benefits of kind of material progress, of a very contented population. You know, the list you read suggests uh, that's anything but, you know, waves of immigrants, conflicts over immigration, you know, the problems that massive industrialization brought, the problems that came to cities, the political issues involved. And and it doesn't talk about major events like the Civil War, which is, you know, at the heart of (laughs) who we are as Americans still. It's kind of the dividing line in American history. And in, in a different kind of way, the industrial era which shifts from being a rural agricultural population to an urban industrial population, uh, is another one of those dividing lines. And it ignores a lot of key people and their ideas. Um, So, for example, uh, there's only three of the 40 paintings that have any African-Americans in them. Working-class people are not presented. Very limited look at people operating outside of traditional upper-class roles. For example, there's only one painting painted by a woman, and there's only one painting which deals with a woman uh, who's not fitting into a standard Victorian domestic mold. You know, I, I guess I, I'm not surprised that the these artists would be showing the best of American society at that time or an idealized America. But again, uh, art also contains so much drama that you would think that showing the the, the state of the, the factories of the North and showing the emancipation down South would have been something that these artists would have wanted to, to do. There were people that did that, but those were people who were not at the kind of the center of sponsored art. Uh, these were people who were, who were struggling on the fringes. Uh, there were African-American artists that dealt with themes that uh, were close to the ground and involved things like emancipation, slavery, et cetera. Um, there were working class images. A lot of those tend to come early 20th century as art undergoes some changes, is uh, integrated more into the academy, you know, the university, and you see people looking more for sociological themes, but that tends to be more early 20th century. And none of those artists are well-heeled at the time, <laughs> and, and none of them are included in this collection. So you're going to be giving a talk on Thursday, February 20th, about the paintings from the Nancy and Sean Kahn collection, which can be seen at Oakland University's Art Gallery. So as people, if they go to visit this exhibition, what should they be looking for? Well, what they should be looking for, and what I'm going to talk about in my talk, uh, is if you look more closely and you look for 
the limited representations of some of these people who are poorly represented. And if you look for symbolism uh, from some of the artists, you'll begin to see some things that maybe are subversive of that material, contented, pro-progress agenda in American art. For example, there are three uh, paintings which involve uh, African Americans in one way or another. And if you think of the positioning of people in clearly subservient roles, or you look for some of the symbolism, for example, there's one that I'm going to focus on at the beginning, painted in 1913, but it's of Election Day, 1844, and it looks like this celebration of American democracy. And then you start looking more closely and you realize that all of the people in the picture are white men with limited exceptions. You really don't see women to speak of. It's this crowd of people on the street on election day uh, where you couldn't vote early and <laughs> you actually had to show up. Um, the, uh, so women are absent. There are two blacks. They're in the center of the picture. One's a young boy, one's an aged servant. And uh, there's a Native American kind of off, almost half hidden in the background. And so you get the image, oh, this is, a, this is democracy for white men only. But then why put the two blacks in the center of the picture? 1844 was the election that really brought uh, the westward expansion of slavery and the slavery issue itself right in the center of American politics and led fairly quickly from that point to civil war. So what the artist is doing is saying black folks were at the center of it all. Slavery was at the center of it all. And he's painting in 1913 in an era where Americans are attempting to forget the causes of the Civil War and come together in sectional harmony. They elect Woodrow, you know, Woodrow Wilson is inaugurated as the first Southern president since before the Civil War. There's this giant reunion at Gettysburg that year of aged Union and Confederate veterans. And all of this has to do with we're coming together in white sectional harmony and the, the purpose of the war, having to do with slavery and race, is kind of being pushed out of the background. This artist is pushing it back and foregrounding it symbolically in the center of the picture. Let's move ahead to some of the paintings from the collection that take uh, that are done after the First World War. What kind of social elements are missing from those, in your view? Well, a lot of them continue the same kind of uh, Victorian social presentations, the presentation of white elite children in very uh, comfortable parlors, wearing fine clothing. You don't see anything that brings in, directly brings in any social issues. It's a continuation of what you had been seeing. There are a few, again, that I'm going to target. Uh, two particularly, there's a, a guy, Vincent Ginelli, who's a, a urban landscape painter, cityscape painter in uh, New Jersey. And there are a couple of paintings there, and what it's showing is kind of these gritty cities in industrialized, the industrialized Northeast with smokestacks belching, you know, fumes into the air with people pushed together in, you know, in, in very tight housing stock um, with uh, uh, no people in the picture, but very clearly a working class industrial scene. And so you, you do see some of that sneaking in, and it's curious that the people aren't presented. They're at the heart of this industrializing America, the workers but you see their landscape. What do you suggest that we as art viewers, what kind of critical eyes should we be taking to the works of the past? Look for the people in the corners, <laughs> in the background, see how they're presented. Look at the 
biography and experiences of some of the artists, you know, the subversive pictures that I'm going to be pointing to are ones that artists did who this was something that stood out from the rest of their body of work. You know, one guy was a, a painter of dogs in rural scenes, and but he does this one painting which presents a particular interesting focus on a black servant. The Liberated Woman, uh, 1895, uh, by another painter, which presents her smoking in ways that challenge social conventions. He, he was a guy that, that largely painted children and didn't have any other kind of challenging paintings, that, you know, ones that challenged the social conventions. So look at uh, people that fall outside the, the aristocratic elite in the corners of pictures, uh, look for symbolism, and uh, do a little googly around to see what, uh, where this fits or doesn't fit in their broader body of work. That was Professor of History Roy Finkenbein, who will give a talk tomorrow at noon at Oakland University's Art Gallery about the hidden symbolism in paintings in the gallery's current exhibit, American Paintings from the Sean and Nancy Collection, 1850 